Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you might be listening to this. This is Jared Barnes, and I am the host of Stiller Talk. I am so excited for this podcast. This is episode one. And just a quick introduction to myself. I'm Jared Barnes. I'm a college student. I'm from Western Pennsylvania. I go to Cal U of Pennsylvania. And I commute. I work at a shoe store. I'm a very busy individual. I have another podcast called The Jared Barnes Show. If you like other sports and other teams other than the Steelers, check that podcast out. But I started this one with the intent of having a place where I can discuss Steelers football and talk about the football team that I love the most, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The name itself, um, and this was an idea that I didn't get until maybe a week and a half ago, but Stillers, because sometimes when you have the Western Pennsylvania accent and the Pittsburgh accent, you start talking, you get a little lazy with your words sometimes, and instead of saying Steelers, some people say Stillers, and that was kind of where this idea started. I will be selling a t-shirt that says Stillers Talk because I do sell merch for those of you that are new to me. Uh, I also run another Instagram, and I have an Instagram for this page as well called Stillers Talk, but I run another Instagram called BB Sports Media, and my other podcast is The Jared Barnes Show, and you know, I'm trying to build a brand here and trying to build something. Normally, I do most of my podcast and I post them on YouTube. This one, we're not going to do immediately on YouTube. We're going to try to do just audio only for a little bit, see what we can do, and then maybe we'll transition into the YouTube and stuff like that. But I'm excited for this podcast. I'm super excited for the future. And the first thing I want to talk about today is the Steelers game versus the Texans. And the Steelers are 3-0. and For the first time in a decade, as they beat the Texans today, 28-21. The Steelers started slow yesterday. Well, it wasn't today. Technically, I am recording this. It is about 2 o'clock in the morning, so I am a little tired. So, I apologize if I stutter over myself or say the wrong word. But this is not my first time on a microphone. So, yeah. But let me get back into the topic. The Steelers started slow yesterday. And you could tell that they had a very, you know, well thought out game plan to try and stop Deshaun Watson. It didn't work. They allowed Watson to get 202 passing yards in the first half, and the Texans were doing what they ever that would just literally whatever they wanted against against the Steelers defense. So at halftime, the Steelers didn't blink; they just adjusted and attacked, and the defense played great in the second half as they only allowed 52 total yards and two first downs in the second half. The Steelers' defense ended the game with five sacks and an interception from Mike Hilton that helped set up the Steelers' final and game-clinching scoring drive. The defense only allowed the Texans' offense to pick up 260 total yards on the day, 231 passing, and 29 rushing. They held David Johnson in check, and they held Deshaun Watson in the second half in check as well. Deshaun Watson's supposed to be a quarterback that is considered on that elite level of Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, and quarterbacks like that, and he just didn't really look like it yesterday versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And 
you know, I was still imp- I was impressed with what I saw in the second half. I was impressed that this defense could adjust the way they did because that was two different defenses that we saw in the first half and the second half. And if they continue doing what they do in the first half, they're going to be a tough team to do anything against. So I was excited with what I saw from the defense. Now let's talk about that Steelers offense. They started off kind of slow, just like the defense, and they fell behind quickly. They had to overcome an 11-point deficit early in the second quarter. And although the offense lost Deontay Johnson to a possible concussion, the offense picked it up. The, the weapons stepped up. The players stepped up. Guys stepped up today. One of those guys was Eric Ebron. He caught his first touchdown as a Steeler. Juju stepped up like he always does. James Washington, he came in and made some plays. The receiving core that Pittsburgh has is shockingly deeper than I have ever remembered it. There's a couple years where I was like, man, this receiving core could be very good. It's got Antonio Brown. It's got Martavis Bryant. You know, it's got Marcus Wheaton. You know, we could be good. Like, And then our defense was trash. We finally have a good defense. And I'm hoping this offense can really figure it out, pick it up, and we can have a very serious contender team. But back to the, the offense, Ben played solid today. He threw two touchdowns in the, the second quarter, which gave the Steelers their first lead of the game. The first touchdown, like I said earlier, was a jump ball to Eric Ebron. It was a great play. It was a very athletic play by Ebron, and it was a good sign of maybe possible things to come from Ebron. Maybe this was his breakout game. Maybe this was the game where he finally put up some numbers, got some catches, and maybe we can start targeting him. Maybe Ben has a little more faith in him now that they've kind of worked together a little bit. They kind of got in the flow of a game together now, so Ben sees kind of how he is during a game, actual game environment. So I think that was important for them. I think preseason kind of hurt them with new additions to players and stuff like that, but I'm excited. And then... uh, the second touchdown was a 26-yard toss to none other than the man himself, Juju Smith-Schuster. But uh, in the second half, the Steelers ran the ball very well. They ran the ball very well all day, um, actually. The offense did a very good job. They actually shut down somebody in this game. and you know, It was the Watt brothers. It was their bowl. It, it, pretty much, I called it the Watt Bowl on my uh, Instagram. And... One Watt outplayed the other when the other and then the other the third one got hurt. So uh, sad to see that. But it's not a major injury, it looks like, so he'll be fine. But TJ outplayed JJ, clearly. Um actually the Pittsburgh police actually put out a missing persons report. I'm just uh, for Justin James Watt after the game because uh he was uh transparent. He didn't play uh really a any factor into the game whatsoever. And so they put out a missing persons report for him. I'm just joking. They didn't actually do that. But they should have because the dude's well, – he was pretty, He was just average. He was just like an average player today. He wasn't James – he wasn't J.J. Watt. He was Justin James Watt. He wasn't J.J. Uh, T.J. was T.J. though. Um, I was actually watching the final word on WPXI while doing some of the notes for this podcast and doing a quick homework thing. And Mark Madden said that uh, – the the brothers should start looking up to TJ and not JJ. And I was just like, 
Mark Madden, you're great. Sometimes you're a little annoying. Sometimes you're a little overkill. Hey, glad you can bring the energy, though. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter what time it is, because it's late, and he was still bringing the fire. So shout out to Mark Madden for that. Just love listening to him talk sometimes, even though some of the things he says are a little much, and they're questionable. But, yeah, who cares? He said Deshaun Watson's, like, not an elite quarterback. He said Ryan Tannehill will be a better matchup for the Steelers. He'll be a tougher quarterback to face. I'm just like, I just don't know about that. But Okay, back to the Steelers' offense, though. They ran the ball very well in the second half, and uh, they they took the lead back and then kept it back on a 12-yard corner touchdown run. They actually held – the defense held the Texans scoreless in the second half. So the Steelers just trying to manage their way back in the lead. And, you know, after they scored the 12-yard touchdown that was set up by the Mike Hilton interception, they forced the three and out. They got the ball back with – Four minutes and 47 seconds left on the clock. And the Steelers offense did something I haven't seen the Steelers offense do in a long time. They actually ran out the clock. And the defense didn't go back out on the field. Five minutes of game time. Steelers offense one time of possession. And that drive helped. That drive was key. That drive was big. And the fact that they were able to run out the clock with that much time left says a lot about the offense. I was very, very happy with the run game. I'm excited with what I saw. Connor ran for 109 yards on 18 carries. Anthony McFarland made his debut, and he ran for 42 yards on six carries in his debut. Uh, Snell and Jalen Samuels did not play very well, as they had eight carries in combined for a total of 12 yards. Snell didn't do hot. He had seven for 11, and then Samuels had one for one. And, uh... At this point, I don't think we're going to see too much of Samuels. It almost feels like they didn't really use him much in the first two games, in my opinion, and I don't think they were going to. I think McFarlane will take over the role. Sorry, my dog is making some noise. And, yeah, I think McFarlane will take over the Samuels role. Benny Snell, he's a hard runner, but it's going to depend on... It's going to depend on the what they decide to do and stuff. James Conner clearly, though, is the best running back we have. And when you can use him fresh, you can keep him fresh. You can rotate him properly and use him correctly. He can be great. He's shown it the last two weeks. He has run for 100 yards the last two weeks. Two straight games. I think he could have done it in the first game, but he got hurt with a little ankle injury, so they kept him out. Benny Snell actually ran for 100 yards. So three straight weeks, we've had a 100-yard rusher. And uh, that's great. But not only do we have a lot of rushing options, we have a lot of passing options, which I like. Because you never know who might step up or who, you know, might do their thing and who might make a big play. It's just going to depend on the day. It's just going to depend on what game. It's going to depend on the coverage. It's matchups, and I love that. Now, it's worth noting that the combined record for Steelers' opponents is 0-9. The Steelers are 3-0, but they haven't played a team yet that has a win. That's that's worth noting. I don't know if it says a lot at all, but it's worth noting. It's nice to be 3-0, but I would like to know that, hey, this team can beat a team that has a winning record. And luckily for Pittsburgh, they will get that opportunity. Sunday, the Steelers will go up against the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. 
in a matchup of 3-0 teams. It's an exciting matchup. We'll see how Ryan Tannehill and the Titans offense can match up versus the stingy Steelers defense. And the Steelers have stopped the run very well, but this will be their biggest test so far as they face off against one of the toughest men to tackle in the NFL, Derrick Henry. I'm excited for this matchup on Sunday, and I will talk more about it on my episode previewing the game and talking more about Steelers football on Friday. I know this was a short episode. These episodes are going to be, it's going to be a short podcast, small podcast. I'm excited though. DM, if you want me to talk about a certain topic, you want me to talk about more stuff, DM me what you want me to talk about. I will definitely talk about it. But like I said, it is late. I'm tired. So I'm going to cut it short tonight. Hopefully on Thursday, I can get you a longer show that is maybe not me being as distracted as much. But I hope you all have a great night. Not a great night, but a, a great week. It's Monday. Have a great week. Have a great Monday. I will talk to you guys on Friday. Peace. Have a good one.